fun now Made another hit, cause I got butt now Always going for it, never pump Fourth down, last call, hell, Mary Prescott, touchdown, hey Hundred bands in my pocket, it's on me Hundred deep when I roll like the army Get more bottles, these bottles are lonely It's a moment when I show up, God, I'm saying wow Hundred bands in my pocket, it's on me Yeah, your grandma more probably know me Get more bottles, these bottles are lonely It's a moment when I show up, God, 10 win band over there. <laughs> you know, I actually did have an old boss call me Ben 10. Apparently it's a badass cartoon show. That's yeah. That's the throwback. That's like some Disney channel 2006 shit right there. Yes, it is Ben 10. We did win 10 games. Um, me and goat took a one week hiatus for the holidays. After we clinched, we were just so busy partying it up. Just, just raging. High five and with Jerry and Jason and just you know just hanging out with the A team that we just we didn't really feel Pod was necessary after beating scrub ass Tampa so we'll just go ahead and mention um we did miss the Pod after we clinched Tampa we did clinch so we're heading into this Giants game playing essentially for nothing goat but it did turn yes. out to be a little bit of a thrilling game yeah this was a this was supposed to be a meaningless game um. It didn't really feel that way by the end, uh, but the Cowboys did. The Cowboys and like they sat a bunch of people happy about, but they also played some people the entire game, namely Dak Prescott, which risky. Um, but I think everything came up Dallas. I mean, we got pretty much everything you could have wanted out of this. By the way, this is boys will be boys, and I am your boy Benjamin Walker. He is your boy Andy Gatelli. Ah, Ben. If you're listening, it is the year 2019. Sounds like the future. It's like when we were kids, like they would be be watching a movie and they'd be like, 2019, the robots have taken over. They'd be rolling around in hovercrafts and shit. Hovercrafts and flying cars. But it is 2019. It is playoff season. Dude, our first playoff preview pod in the history of of pods i'm pretty sure everyone who's ever done a podcast nobody has previewed a dallas cowboy playoff game not once not once yeah last year we had the pod but we didn't have the playoffs this year we got the pod and we got the playoffs so going into this game um you know the cowboys had announced they were they were gonna sit zach martin um he needed a little time to let that uh let that injury heal uh they ended up also sitting tyron smith Thank God. Uh, yep. So two of the, you know, your two best starters on the offensive line are sitting. Uh, similarly, Zeke Elliott also got the week off, which meant that if Saquon Barkley rushed for 137 yards, he would take the rushing title, which let me tell you, until it was about five minutes left in this game, they were the announcers were all about how, well, all, all Saquon needs to do here is bust off another 120-yard run, and he's got this one in the bag, boys. Like, which, by the way, that bum ass jump he did to get in the end zone was short. And Not I'll a touchdown. To fucking grave. But the announcer like, we'll get what to a it. play by Borkland. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to it. I mean, it was reckless as hell. It's one, reckless. totally reckless. He fumbled the ball. Two, Eli Manning clearly passed interference like three plays before that. Shouldn't have ever or happened. Intentional so, grounding. Whatever. Yeah. That, sorry about that. Yes. Intentional grounding. But still. Yeah, whatever. Bailed out by it's the kind of Revs. Dope to see Eli get an offensive pass interference call. Also, like cool, classic Saquon Barkley game. One sixty-eight yard run in garbage time. Otherwise, he gets held to forty yards on like thirty touches. Sick, bro. <laughs> You're so good, dude. The greatest fantasy player of all. I'm on a losing team. Ugh. I've never Ugh. seen. I, he's got to be the. Go, only, tell us how you really feel about. He's got to be the Barclay. only. Everyone's making a huge deal of this two thousand all-purpose yards. He's got to be the only two thousand yard player in the history of the league to be on a five-win team. He's got to be the least effective two thousand yard player in the history of organized football. There's, I, I don't until someone shows me different. I do not believe a player has ever had this much hype or that many meaningless yards, and it's translated to five wins. I don't believe it. Like. It is what it is. He's the Dak Prescott of running backs. Like, cool. You have all of these records that mean nothing. Damn, going in on Dak, too. Goat's coming out hot. He's coming out spicy, but that's good. It's a new year. The pod's amped up. We got a lot on the line. Um, Me and Goat have actually collectively pulled. 
collectively pulled our entire bank, um, stolen from our parents to put their pensions in on this game. I mean, there's a lot riding on the game. And we will get to the Seattle Seahawks, who we will be hosting. Um, we'll go through this bum-ass Giants game because they're a bum-ass team so that we can spend more time on the preview. But uh, we'll spend a little time, as Andy said. Uh, there were plenty of big names for Dallas not playing. Um, a couple guys just trying to reach milestones, like Amari, I think, was trying to reach 1,000 yards. I actually don't know if he did. He did. Okay. 1,005 yards. Okay. He got it late. And then Tank was trying to get 10 sacks. He got that early, forced a fumble on Eli in the second series, and then they benched him for the rest of the game. Crawford got a scary injury, but he uh, – I guess, no, that was against Tampa, huh? But he sat Here, this game too. Here's what's funny. They they went back and called the second Eli turnover a fumble. Let me ask you this, Ben. You think that's a fumble if uh, Woods doesn't – the air? If that touches the ground, do you think that's a fumble? What do you mean? Do you think – I'm saying I bet you a million dollars that if he drops that ball, that gets called an incomplete pass, and they say that Eli threw that ball. But because league loves New York and hates Dallas, <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't give us an interception. Like, but it gave, it gave Tank a sack, though. Which is better? Suspicion. It gave him a sack. I'm full of it. I'm full of it. All right. Let's get into this game. Let's do it. The Giants, uh, we did elect to res- to uh, kick the ball off. We won the coin toss. Um, and so Eli and Saquon would have a uh, first crack at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dallas and- now 6-0 when we win the coin toss this year. And and uh, I'll say Hell this, yeah. I, I I was a little worried because coming out the gate, um, the Giants were getting chunks. So Eli, first play, twenty four yards to Sterling Shepard. Second play, Saquon Barkley gets twenty six. Then on first and ten at the Dallas twelve, Saquon Barkley tries to go around the left side. Tank Lawrence eats him for lunch. Done. Then second and nine. Eli hits Simonson for five yards. So we're now at third and four on the Dallas six. They've only had four offensive plays. It's getting pretty scary. I'm like, man, they're going to score. We're going to have to come out here and just like, I'm already kind of like justifying to myself. Like, well, this game means nothing. Like whatever. Like, yeah, uh, whatever. Draft position. Yeah. But then Eli tries to go to Sterling Shepard in the corner of the end zone and Chidobe Wouzier coming up with the big interception. Like what I saw, Ben. Yeah, first pick for Cheeto um, this season, which was nice to see. And um, that's just the type of stuff Eli does that proved to me he's washed now. He's bad, dude. The dude's real bad. He was probably going to be their starter next year. I know. I can't wait. I hope they draft some bum to sit behind him, and then they let Eli run the game for another year, and then they put that bum in, and he bums, and they're just screwed. And I can't wait to watch Saquon Barkley be Barry Sanders and rush for 2,000 yards a year and make the playoffs. It'll be tremendous. (laughs) Well, very real possibility. And uh, anyway, yeah, so Dallas gets the ball back, a little touchback, and goes to work. Unfortunately, they looked a little ineffective here at the beginning. Uh, so start off the game with a pass to Noah Brown because Scott loves passing to Noah Brown. Three yards there. Neutral uh, zone infraction on second down, so it's second and seven. They run Rod Smith for one yard. Third and one, Rod Smith goes for nine yards. Rod was running tough this game. I liked what I saw from Rod. He's no Zeke, obviously, um, but he was doing his thing. Uh, first and 10 from the 38, Dak hits Dalton Schultz, a little naked bootleg action. No one's got that on tape, so no one's ever prepared for it. Um, that brings up a first and 10 of the New York 45. Dak tries to go to Amari Cooper, incomplete. Then Rod gets stuffed in the backfield for a two-yard loss. game. Uh, see, I've seen that a lot. So Amari ran two beautiful slant-and-go routes that Dak missed him on, and if Dak can throw a high school ball, Amari ends this game with 100 yards and two touchdowns. So, like, hey, if you go on Reddit Cowboys, any Dak oh, slinger, they'll show you any stat that he's the Dak's best the greatest ever quarterback in the history of the, the sport. I know, but the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport can't hit a goddamn go route. So, he missed Amari twice. Oh, if you look touchdowns. at the advanced stats, he's actually an above average deep passer. Okay, tight. <laughs> <laughs> so sick, dude. If you look, uh, actually, 
Rodgers and Brady are less effective throwing deep than Dak Prescott. They have more off-target throws. If you look at quarterbacks with three-letter first names under the age of 25, Dak's actually the number one quarterback in the league and passes over 25 (laughs) yards. So, Don't get me started on our Cowboys and their insane defense of Dak Prescott, regardless of what he does. We don't hate Dak. We no, I, I love Dak. I, he's a great, uh, he's a great human being. He's a great leader. I want him to do well. Obviously, yeah. my issue is that I know, I know this. If Dak Prescott beats the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday, I'm gonna have to listen to how Dak Prescott's better than Tony Romo. And that if he takes him to a conference true. championship game, then you'll for sure have to. Oh, hear. dude, if he wins two games, that's it. Because then he's like, well, he has as many postseason wins as Romo had in like ten years. So like, <laughs> whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, be prepared for that. That is my downside, but I'm obviously rooting for us to win, but Dak would have to do so much for him to be placed above Romo for me. If he wins a ring? How how does he look doing it? I saw Joe Flacco win a ring. I saw Eli won two rings. He has has Joe Flacco's postseason from that year. (laughs) Dude, I saw Eli Manning win two rings, and I still think Eli's been bad his entire career. So yeah, but if Dak wins two rings, I'll have to love him. Uh, uh, God damn it, that'll suck. Okay, we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get there. The Dak belongs in the hall argument. Marlo Stanfield once said, "Sounds like one of them good problems to me." Kidding. So uh, on third and twelve, Dak tries to go to Michael Gallup. Ed is incomplete. So on fourth and twelve from the Giants forty-seven, Chris Jones punts. Back to the Giants. Uh, so the Giants get the ball back in a 0-0 game. With eight minutes to go in the first quarter. Uh, first play from scrimmage. Eli Manning does a little dump-off pass to Saquon Barkley. He gets 12 yards before Jalen Smith gets to him. Then Barkley tries to run it out of the backfield, but Anthony Brown comes on the blitz, and Randy Gregory's there. Second and nine. A uh, little quick pass to Evan Ingram, who gets nine yards. So that brings up a first and 10 on the New York 36. Uh, they go nine yards to Sterling, Sterling Shepard and then 12 yards to Evan Ingram. Uh, so they now they're in Dallas territory. First and 10 from the Dallas 43. They give it to Gallman. He gets no gain because Jalen Smith comes up and sticks him. Uh, and then on second and 10, Eli's trying to uh, get a pass off. But Tank Lawrence comes through like a freight train, hits the arm, ball is dislodged, flies through the air, and Antoine Woods, a.k.a. the human log, a.k.a. Chevy Woods, snaps it out of the air and does a cool little dance. Uh, Officially ruled a sack and a fumble, uh, and... Dallas gets its second turnover in two possessions. Really uh, a great showing by the defense so far. And this, I guess this would be the end of Tank's action. Really be the end of the defense looking good in general. Yeah, that's a assessment. Um, so Dallas gets the ball at its own 49-yard line. Uh, pass to Rod Smith for eight yards. Then a Rod Smith run for one yards. Brings up third and one. Hand it to Rod Smith. He does a little, nice little spin move. Gets nine yards. Uh, then Dak tries to go deep to uh, Michael Gallup, uh, but he is uh, kind of tangled up with B.W. Webb. Uh, luckily, there's a defensive offsides here, so Dallas gets a first and five of the New York 28. Rod Smith runs for 13 yards, and Dallas enters the dreaded red zone, where it is totally ineffective. More like the dead zone. Yeah, no kidding. Am I right? Am I right? You're very right here. So for the New York 15, Dak tries to go to Dalton Schultz. It is incomplete. Second and 10, Dak is sacked for a one-yard loss by Olivier Vernon. And on third and 11, Dak tries to throw. I, it says he tries to throw deep. I think this was a throwaway. It didn't wasn't close enough to anyone for the, for the stats to register it as a pass to someone. Um, so on fourth and 11 from the Giants, 16, Brett Maher goes out to kick a 34-yard chip shot and misses it. So it's really getting to where I worry about him inside of 40 and have complete confidence in him, like over 48 yards. Dude, yeah. Like if it's a 60 yard field goal and he goes out there, I'm like, he could probably hit this. If it's inside 40, I'm like, uh, uh, nervous. <laughs> and all his, all his shots are barely, you know what I mean? Like he's barely getting it in no matter where it's from. He's not like, dude, back in the days of Dan Bailey, where he's just, just looks like it's good from anywhere. Like he's kicking it from 55 and it's got like 
seven extra yards on it, like a kick from the moon. And to be fair to those people who are Bailey fanboys, which we love Lord Bailey. I love King Bailey, but he did not have a great year in Minnesota himself. No, did not. He was about Vikings fans not a big fan of his. No, he so if you think that if we kept him, he would have outkicked Brett, I'm gonna tell you, you probably have the same misses without the long, long makes. So agreed. But we still love you, Dan. So the Giants do get the ball back on their own 24 because of the missed field goal. It's still a 0-0 game with a minute to go in the first quarter. Uh, Eli does a quick dump off to Penny for six yards. Second and four, there's a false start, so it's now second and nine. They try to run Barkley up the middle, uh, but Joe Thomas and Randy Gregory hit him for a no gain. Uh, That brings us into the second quarter. Third and nine, they get another false start. So on third and 14, uh, Eli tries to – dump one off to Barkley, but he misses him. And so three plays, negative four yards, Giants punt. Uh, and so the Cowboys take back over, and this is where the Cowboys offense would at least get rolling, which was nice to see. So first and 10, Dak tries to go to Tavon Austin, but he's covered pretty well. Second and 10 on the 35, Dak finds Beasley for 16 yards. Uh, first and 10 for the New York 49, he misses Cooper. Uh, second and 10, he hits uh, Dalton Schultz for a four-yard play. There's a defensive offsides that, that Dallas accepts, so they get second and five on the 44. Um, tries to go deep to Cooper, but it is a missed pass. This would have been a touchdown if uh, Dak could throw a ball. Uh, third and five for the New York 44. <laughs> Dak hits Tavon Austin, who takes it for 10 yards. Cool little stutter step on this one. It's nice to see Tavon back. He looks good. He looks like he's he's in good health, which is good to see. Um, first and 10 for the New York 34, uh, Dak scrambles for three yards. And then they hand off to Darius Jackson, who isn't seeing his first action of the season gets four yards there. Third and three, uh, Dak hits Amari Cooper for three yards. And then first and 10 from the New York 24, uh, Darius Jackson goes for three yards. Uh, second and seven for the 21 Dak hits Beasley for 10, uh, another handoff to Jackson for three yards, followed by one for one yard. So it would have been second and six, except that there was a offensive hold on L. Collins that put us to second and 17 on the New York Giants 18. Uh, Dak swings one out to the fullback. Olawali gets five yards, and there's a defensive offside, so it's second and 12. Uh, would have liked to see Dak take a shot there on a free play. but Agreed. Uh, Dak does the same play, tries to do the same play on the next down, tries to throw to Olawali again. Uh, that is incomplete. And so that brings up third and t- third and long on the 13. They can get a first down by getting to the one. I'm pretty much already abandoning hope at this point, thinking we're kicking the field goal. Um, but then Dak uh, steps up in the pocket, fires down the center. This is kind of more bad coverage than a great play, but Blake Jarwin finds himself open in the end zone, collects a nice touchdown, first of his career. The Blake Jarwin era. Starwin Jarwin has emerged, Cowboys. All he does is Jarwin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll take it. Hey, we'll real talk, it. this is a hell of a game. Um, you're going to hear his name. But, uh, he ended up being NFC Offensive Player of the Week somehow, and uh, not too shabby. So the Dallas does go up seven to zero. Uh, the Giants would get the ball back. Go Barkley for one yard. Uh, Manny would try to throw to Barkley. Uh, that would be uh, defended by Taco Charlton, and Eli would just toss one deep to no one. Uh, getting pressured by Randy Gregory. So uh, three plays, one yard. Uh, the Giants would punt again. Uh, Dallas would get the ball back with seven fourteen left to go in the second quarter. Uh, and Dak went back to work four yards to Beasley. Uh, there's an offensive pass interference call on Michael Gallup here, which is whack. Uh, Darius Jackson goes for one yard and then Dak finds Michael Gallup for 13. Then Beasley for 18. Darius Jackson goes for four. Uh, Dak takes a sack on second and six, the New York 49, um, but then finds Blake Jarwin for 10 yards. So we get first and 10 at the New York 43. Uh, Dak tries to go deep to Michael Gallup, but BW Webb is there to DPI Mr. Gallup. Um, it's enforced at the spot of the foul. So we get first and 10 at the New York 20. Uh, Jackson goes for one yard, two minute warning. 
Uh, and then Dak tries to swing one out of the back. Darius Jackson and nine. That is incomplete. And then on third and ninth, the New York 19, uh, same play, same guy. Dak steps into the a pretty nice pocket given the lack of offensive line build at the time and finds Blake Jarwin again for a touchdown. So Blake went from no touchdowns to two touchdowns in the space of two possessions. It has to be the first game all season. We've had tight ends run a fucking seam route all year. And it was it was widely effective today. I was a huge fan. Um Blake looks good, man. I mean, he's he's been coming on in recent weeks. He's had much better hands. Um, you know, the play that kind of defined him for me for the beginning of the year was the Seattle game where Dak threw one to him and he bobbled it and Earl Thomas snapped it out of the air and then bowed to the crowd. Ugh. So good to see him making catches in the end zone. It's a much, much improved. Um, and so New York gets the ball back with about two minutes to go in the half. Um, it is 14 nothing. Um so Eli hits Latimer for nine yards, then tries to go deep to Latimer. That brings up third and one. Uh, they go to Barkley, who gets two yards. First and 10 at their own 38. Short pass to Barkley for 17 yards. They take a timeout. Then uh, Eli hits a pass to Wayne Gallman for seven. Timeout number two. Eli tries to go to Evan Ingram. That is incomplete. Uh, and then finds Sterling Shepard over the middle for 17 yards. They take their third timeout. There's 31 seconds left. He tries passes both to Ingram and Shepard. Both are incomplete. And then on third and 10 for the Dallas 21, uh, this is a great ball and a great catch, honestly. Um, Eli manages to pretty much throw a perfect ball over the shoulder of Cody Latimer as he's going into the end zone covered by Byron Jones. Latimer makes a one-handed catch. Um, this is the first touchdown Byron gave up all year in coverage. It was. Not mad that at was it. surprising, but yeah, it's bound to happen. Not terribly mad at it. So we go into the half, 14-7. Uh, and the second half would get pretty crazy. Yeah, it was a big emergence. I mean, 21 total points scored. I don't think anyone would have saw this game ending 36-35 on some wild shit. But these offenses just – um, you know, you heard this. I mean, no one had anything to play for at this point. So it just became kind of a pride thing of we don't like them and they don't like us and – you saw a whole lot of fireworks. Absolutely. So Cowboys start with the ball. Um, and after two successful drives, you would have liked to see better than this, but unfortunately it just didn't turn out well. Um, Rod got stuffed in the backfield for a one yard loss on first down. Dak got sacked for a five yard loss. And we saw Xavier Suofilo get hurt on second down. Um, not good. Third and 16, uh, Dak, Hits Blake Jarwin, but he gets tackled for no gain. So on fourth, they punt. Um, pretty ineffective drive. The Giants would get the ball. They'd go Saquon Barkley for one yard, an incomplete pass to Shepard, uh, a pass to Fowler for six, a pass to Fowler for 10, uh, a Saquon run for one yard, an Ingram pass for three, uh, a false start on Saquon, put them third and 11 from the Dallas 29. Eli tried to go to Saquon Barkley, but he got stuck in the backfield by Randy Gregory. So for a one-yard loss. So on fourth and 12, Rosas comes out there, kicks a 48-yard field goal. It is now 14 to 10. Um, I gotta I gotta give him props on the kicking game. Rosas is a good kicker, man. That guy's very, very good. Yeah, he had the most accurate season of all kickers. Um, if you include extra points, which at this point, I guess you do because they're not the for sure thing they used to be. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a good kicker, man. I got to say this. Like, yeah. if, you're, if I'm a Giants fan and we have that kicker, the end of this game infuriates me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's just Eli, man. Well, and just call, play calling. We'll get there, but you got to move the ball 12 yards. You got two timeouts. You got two minutes to go. And you, you got, got, Saquon, got Saquon Barkley. Barkley. And yeah, and you don't even give him the ball? Well, you know, if your team can't trust you, they can't trust you. I don't know what to tell you, kid. So uh, Dallas would get the ball back after the field goal. Um, Dak went to Amari Cooper on first down for 11. Rod Smith ran for a two-yard loss on second down. On second and 12, they tried to go deep to Tavon Austin. He couldn't get to it. Third and 12, uh, Dak hit Cooper for 10 yards. Uh, Cooper tried to stretch out for this one. He just couldn't get there. Um, so fourth and two, Dak. Uh, 
Dak throws to Beasley for 11 yards. I like Garrett going for it there. Big fan. Um, then on first and 10, he finds Beasley again for seven yards. Uh, second and three from the New York 39. Uh, tries to run Rod Smith up the middle. No gain. Third and three. This was a hell of a play. Uh, so Dak Prescott gets flushed from the pocket. He rolls out. He directs traffic. This looks like some t- shit. Dak's just much better outside the pocket, honestly. Um, and he directs a little little traffic. He throws to Blake Jarwin, who catches the ball and then turns and runs upfield. And the giant safety just seemed to make a business decision here and just be like, nah, dog. <laughs> There's like a still shot you can find on the internet when he catches the ball. There's about four Giants defenders in the vicinity, three in front of him, and somehow none of them really even lay a... They don't make contact. Yeah, yeah. They just sort of. They sort of just let him waltz into the end zone, which we're fine with. But yeah, just some terrible tackling. Um, still beautiful play by Dak, as you said. Um, he had a few of these today. I mean, when he got out of the pocket, man, he he was deadly today. Um, you know, we we definitely criticized Dak about as much as anybody, but you know, he he was good in the second half. He really was. Oh yeah. Um, so this this ends up being a 39-yard touchdown pass to Blake Jarwin, his third TD. Um, Giants fans at this point, they got to be seeing the ghost of Witten on the field. They're just like, how is this guy open? What is going on? Um, so, yeah, it was awesome to see a tight end make big splash plays. Um, that makes the game 21-10. to 10. But, of course, it's Dallas, so they cannot close out a game early. Nope, nope. Can't nope. do it. So... Giants get the ball back. Um, first play, they go incomplete to Sterling Shepard. Awuzie has some good coverage there. Uh, then they do a uh, little run with Saquon. He gets six yards, and there's a holding penalty on New York's terrible offensive line, so they go second and 20. But Here's your boy. They let boy. Saquon Barkley, of course, only when the game is an 11-point gap. You can't run when they're down by three or four. Can't do it. But once it's a 10-point gap, he's like, all right, let's do this shit. 68-yard run right here. Um, Not bad. I mean, caught from behind by Jeff Heath. Embarrassing. But, you know, hey, you know, (laughs) who needs elite top-end speed like Zeke has when you can have Saquon Barkley in his giant thighs? Cool, whatever. Um, And then, you know, they're in the red zone, so obviously, like, take Saquon off the field because he's not a finisher and you can't trust him. So... Uh, Wayne Gallman takes over, you know, cause that's what you do. The Wayne train, baby. The Wayne train. Uh, he gets seven yards on first and 10 at the Dallas 15 and then a two yard run on second down. Uh, and then on third and one, uh, they run, they do a little dump pass to Evan Ingram. Uh, he gets the six yards, scores a touchdown. And then Eli Heath, the elite Ugh, to the side. He got abused this game. TBH. Um, did. We did. We we glossed over. He also received a vicious stiff arm from Barkley back yeah, in the did. first half. And then on the play after that, he had a chance to pick off a ball that Eli was trying to throw to Saquon, and Jeff was, was so scared of being destroyed by Saquon. Saquon. Again, he just went over there and stuck Saquon without the ball, which was just like, all right, cool, dude. So they also do a two-point conversion here. Eli hits Evan Ingram again. Um Ingram's been having a good couple weeks. I mean, I, when they picked that kid, I mean, a lot of Giants fans fucking hate Evan Ingram. I think he's a really good receiving tight end. Um, he's just like a lot of tight ends. He's not going to give you 16 games. He's just not healthy. It's a position that not a lot of guys stay healthy all year, but yeah, yeah he he's not he, going to give you 16 games and he's not going to block. He's Yeah, yeah. He's banged up all the time. So uh, that brings the game to within three. It's now uh, 21-18. Uh, Dallas gets the ball back. They run Rod Smith for six yards. Then Dak hits Michael Gallup for 13. First and 10 on the Dallas 44. Dak gets sacked for nine yards, uh, a nine-yard loss. Second and 19, he tries to dump it to Rod Smith. That's incomplete. And on third and 19, he hits Blake Jarwin for an eight-yard pass on a third and 19. Classic Dallas play call. So on fourth and 11, we punt, giving the ball back to New York. Uh, just as we enter the fourth quarter. So uh, we would enter the fourth quarter up 28, 21 to 18, but it would end a lot wilder than that. Um, so d- uh, the Giants get the ball on the on their own 19. Uh, Sterling Shepard gets seven yards on the first play. Then they run Barkley for four. 
He'll dump pass to Barkley for five. Then Eli tries to throw it to Barkley, but it's incomplete. Third and five. Uh, they hit a they do a little short pass to Evan Ingram. He picks up 51 yards here. Yeah, just outran everybody on the side. Just real quick, real quick guy. Um, so on first and ten of the Dallas 14, Wayne Gallman goes for nine yards. Uh Vander Esch and Jalen Smith are both taking him down, and Vander Esch gets a little thigh bruise. It's real scary for a minute. We're all worried he's injured. <laughs> you see Skip Bayless's tweet? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, he was, he was ready to fire Jason just yeah. for having him on the field. What? This is why you don't play him. What is Jason Garrett thinking here? So great. He was so ready for his, his anger. Oh, um, yeah. Luckily, it appears just to be a bruise. Everything I see says LVE will be a full go yeah, he, he practiced so. today. Um, the only guys that sat out today at practice uh, were David Irving. Um, He's not playing, man. No, we're never and – I'll, and I'll say this right now. I don't think we're ever seeing David Irving in a Cowboys uniform again. Um, I'm not seeing him in the league again. Everything I heard, too, they keep calling it an ankle injury, but every inside yeah. source is like that follows the Cowboys, all the beat writers like – it's a lot more than an ankle. There's a little, uh, little inside info for you here, Ben. Uh, so last week I had the pleasure of touring the Dallas Cowboys stadium. Oh, yes. Uh, and I got to go in the Dallas Cowboys locker room and, you know, take some pictures with like the lockers of various cool players and whatnot. Um, and I asked the guy, I was like, hey, like, you know, where was Dez's locker? I was like, it's right here. Uh, Zeke specifically asked for Dez's locker when he left, and I was like, "That's tight as fuck." But he's so, a bad teammate. People hate so, Dez. So I, I took one picture, obviously with Zeke's locker, but it was also secretly with Dez's locker, which is tight. That's tight. Um, so anyway, so there's two there's two pieces to the locker room. There's like the big open locker room that you kind of see, like when they do like Jason Garrett's post game speech, like with the TVs and stuff. And then there's this other like side locker room. Mm-hmm. And this little side locker room is for guys that are either on the practice squad or something. Well, David Irving's over in that section next to like dudes you never heard of and like March Lillard and various other hyphenated last name players that, you know, with all this drama going down in Pittsburgh, which is just a soap opera every single day. It does make me appreciate the fact that we don't have much of that. Like even the Irving thing appears there's probably a lot more going on there than we know, but they're able to keep it pretty hush, which is nice. Yeah, and like honestly, everything I read about our locker room is that it's a very positive place. This is as good a place as any. I have two interesting quotes about our about our quarterback. Uh this one is from Lael Collins. Okay. How could you not believe in Dak? This dude is a champion. This dude, this dude, it's giving me chills just thinking about it. Hell of a player, hell of a leader. He's vocal. He leads by example. No matter what happens on any play, he's coming back. He's never going to fold. I do believe all that. As I said, the intangibles with the kid are off the chart. They're always what you want to hear about him. He seems to have a great attitude, and I do believe guys believe in him. They'll follow him to war. And then Amari Cooper is the next one who, you know, Amari Cooper is a man of few words. He says, he's a winner. Whatever the score is, he's always saying it's going to happen. We're going to make it happen. We're going to come back. That belief from our leader permeates to everyone else. So this is a lock. This is a team that like they had to kind of circle the wagons earlier this year when they were three and five and the entire world was calling for Dak to be gone, team to blow up, all their coaches to be fired. This pod, we said they'd finish ten and six. Absolutely, but when that For was happening, years. this team had to kind of turn internal, right? Like they had uh-huh. to all they the only source of like true belief had to be inside that locker room. And based on the results, we have to believe that they did that. That they they were able to turn this around based on just like closing all the doors, turning off the you know the Twitter feed, and just being like, "Yo, like we know how good we are." And I think a lot of that has to do with Dak, like. I do. I've said from the beginning, like one of the things I love about him is that he has the memory of a goldfish. Like Dak can throw the ugliest interception you've ever seen in your life and will come back out the next possession and play this, you know, play as if it did not happen, which is a very valuable skill in the NFL. Um, You know, sometimes, especially early in his career, Tony had a little bit of the, some of those games that snowballed on him where something bad would happen and Tony would be like, I got to dig us out of this. 
and mm-hmm. he would make a th- try to make a throw maybe that he wouldn't have otherwise. The game I'm thinking of specifically is the the Buffalo game, which he ended up winning, but he threw like five interceptions or something ridiculous in. Yeah. Um, so Dak Dak is like a very calming, steady, stabilizing force. I think for that locker room. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, that's that's like I just said, his intangible traits are awesome. They really are. And he's getting um, that Campbell's chunky soup money, so we don't even need to pay him a contract. Hell yeah. Hopefully, you know, Jerry's hopefully, you know, up in these, you know, little side deals for him. You know what I mean? Dude, if I'll say this, if the dude will play for us for like 18, I'll be very happy. No way. He's very worth 18. We'll get into contract. Like, as I said, the league average right now is Cam Newton and Brady make 20 mil. And they both have MVPs. There's no chance he makes less than $20 million a season. <sighs> that would be so whack. Oh, oh, wow. He's going to get 24 25 The he fear is 25 Yeah. I think the fear is they're going to give him, like, Kirk Cousins money. Mm. <laughs> he's a 25-year-old quarterback who's had three winning seasons, however you want to define the winning season. They – Win more than they lose with them. That's all I'm saying. Well, what if he sucks a big one in the playoffs? Lays a fat egg next week, throws seven interceptions, and they bench him for Cooper Rush. Is he getting $25 million? Yeah, me. I, I don't know. I don't know if they pay him this year. We'll have to see, but I think their mind's sold on him. I say you offer him $7 million a year. If he doesn't take it, trade him. I really think the Dak <laughs> Prescott narrative. I don't want to use the word narrative. Most overused word in 2018, by the way, was narrative. Um, more than cuck. <laughs> owning the libs. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I'll just say this: that uh, <laughs> Dak, um, despite I don't even know where I was going with this. About it. Just, Dak narrative so derailed. I know. Um, I, I okay yeah I was gonna say I think it's all with the fans and the public and the media I don't think I think internally they're they're sold on him I, I don't even think it's a discussion at this point yeah well I'll say this I mean he's the 69th <laughs> highest paid quarterback right now if if Dak wins if Dak goes to an NFC title game on 680k salary I mean fuck dude the guys earn the money like. I know it just sucks that we're paying Romo dead money and Dez dead money at this time. Yeah. Because next year he comes off and then we'll have to pay everyone. So it won't it do. Really so we didn't really get to like, yeah, capitalize. You know what's funny is I think back to when Tony got like 60 mil and people were just like, free. holy shit, dude. What? I was like, yeah, dude, I'd kill to have a $60 million quarterback right now. And that was for what, like five years? I th- I thought he touched 100, but I thought it was like a six-year set, six-year deal for like 100. But, yeah, but it was like 60 guaranteed. Yeah, and people flipped out. And then Jay Cutler got the same contract, and everyone was like, oh, the Bears are fucking dumb. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Not going to argue with that. So At least Tony almost won MVP if he hasn't been playing against Prime Rogers that year. But we digress. Anyway, uh, Dak's so, going to get paid. He is oh, going to get paid. So it's 21-18, and the Giants get the ball back. Um, oh, Van Der Esch almost gets hurt. That's where we were. So that puts uh, them at second and one on the Dallas five. They run Wayne Gallman. He gets three yards. Well, you can't run then, Barkley there, you know? I know. You can't trust this guy to get in the end zone. <laughs> so first and goal from the two, uh, Wayne Gallman rushes for two yards. He gets a touchdown. It's 25-21 um, with 10 minutes and 38 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Um so the Giants uh, enjoy their first lead of the game here. Um, and at this point, everyone's kind of like, well, if we lose this game, like the Giants. Do you like the montage of uh, Barkley celebrating with Wayne Gallman, though? And oh, then commenting on what a good teammate, bro. Such a good teammate. Look at him not even upset about not getting the touchdown. So happy for his backup running back. It's like, so is everybody, dude. Except probably Antonio Brown. Everyone in the league is pumped when their team's. The highlight reel for this game was called Cowboys Spoil Barkley's Record-Setting Day. <laughs> what did he do? He oh, set- he got 2,000 yards? Oh, no. Scrimmage. No, 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 because that's not a record. Saquon Barkley set the record for most receptions 
by a rookie running back. Not the most receptions. Not the most reception by a rookie. The most receptions by a rookie running back. Not the most receiving yards. Thank God he almost did set the record for basically. Basically, he set a record for having the shittiest quarterback that will dump every fucking time he has the chance to. That's what happened. Like we play. I mean, dude, earlier this year, Barkley had a game where he played us where he got 18 catches for like a total of like 30 yards. Like this dude had the most meaningless catches in the history of the game. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. This guy's not good. He's good, but I, I agree the hype is he's very good. The hype is next level, but Okay, he's he's good, but he's the third best rookie running back in the last three years. He's the worst rookie running back we've had. You think Zeke was better three years I think ago? Zeke was better. I think that Kareem Hunt was better. You think Kamara was better? I think Kamara was better, yeah. I think all those guys are better. I think the, uh, their teams certainly were a lot. They were certainly involved in a lot higher stakes games. I'll give you that. Yeah. Why do you think they were involved in higher stakes games? Because they made a difference. <laughs> Barkley gets 30 yards a game until the games are <laughs> down by 50. And every team goes into prevent. And then once he gets 20 yards before contact, he gets 20 yard runs. This isn't hard to figure out, guys. Yeah, Zeke has seventy percent successful run rate. Seventy percent of the time, when Zeke touches the ball, he gets positive yardage. That number for Barkley is thirty-one percent. Seventy percent of the time, when Barkley touches the ball, he goes backwards. He's not even a running back. He's a glorified slot receiver. He's like super Reggie Bush. That's it. (laughs) I I am with you that he gets way overhyped, especially considering Zeke should get the same love that Gurley gets in my opinion. Zeke is about Zeke would have three rushing titles consecutively if the league hadn't screwed him last year. Oh yeah. All he's got is two of three. Which he did since Barkley did not run for two forty, which I don't think was ever going to no, happen. Yeah. Zeke, Zeke Zeke for the second time of his career in fifteen games. Got a rookie got a rushing title from the bench. So whatever with your Saquon love. And we're gonna get more of it here in a little bit. Don't worry. So oh, I know, but uh, yes. What? Oh yeah. So when Gallman scores and the Giants, they take a lead, twenty-one twenty-five. So the Cowboys get the ball back. Um, first play from scrimmage, Dak hits Gallup for twenty yards. This was a great play. Da- uh, Gallup just like takes one over the middle. He like avoids some guys. He runs over a dude. Real cool play. I love Michael Gallup, man. He's gonna baby Dez, man. Baby Dez. Um, first and 10 from the 49, they run Rod Smith for no gain. Uh, second and 10 from the 49, Dak tries to hit Gallup. Uh, that is incomplete. And then on third and 10, Dak rolls out right from shotgun and launches one downfield. And Alan Hearns comes uncovered, catches this ball for 49 yards, gets tackled at the two, goes out of bounds. Great catch by Alan Hearns. Just and really a great toss by Dak, too. I got to give him credit on this one. Um, first and goal from the two. The Giants get too many men on the field. So it's now first and goal from the one. Uh, they hand it to Rod Smith, and he gets the tough yardage. He does what Saquon Barkley can't and gets one yard when it counts in a game that's close. So touchdown, Rod Smith. Better running back than Saquon Barkley. Um, so that makes the game 28 25. Um, Maher would kick the extra point there. It would be good. So. The Giants get the ball back with nine minutes and 11 seconds to go. Um, and unfortunately, the Dallas defense just continued to allow things to to unravel here. Um, so first and 10, they run Barkley. Two-yard loss. Randy Gregory, who continues to haunt Barkley's dreams. Uh, second and 12, Manning tries to go deep. Uh, that is incomplete. Let's say this. There's a reason this just says Eli Manning pass incomplete deep left. Is because Eli Manning standing in the pocket threw this ball to no one. Yeah. It's textbook intentional grounding. There wasn't a receiver within 30 yards. And it, I honestly believe this was just such a bafflingly bad throw that the refs didn't know what to do. So they just let <laughs> So right there, it should be like third and 22, and that should be the end of this drive. But the refs bailed them out with a no call. They call a timeout, and on third and 12, 
they get it to Cody Latimer for 11 yards. So what should be, you know, fourth and 10 is fourth and one. And Eli does a little sneak up the middle for two yards. Uh, first and 10 for the New York 37. Barkley runs for one yard. Then Eli goes deep to Sterling Shepard for 19. Uh, an incompletion to Barkley. Then a five-yard pass to Fowler. A 31-yard pass to Latimer. Um, Anthony Brown, just not a good coach here. Uh, first and goal from the Dallas 7. Barkley goes for four. Then Barkley goes for one. And then on third and goal from the two, after being stuffed twice because he's ineffective in the red zone and on a play that should never have happened because of intentional grounding, Barkley jumps from the four-yard line, gets stripped, and the refs decide that, no, fuck it, touchdown. So we get to rewatch this. If that ball crossed the plane, it did it by the narrowest of margins. It's the closest touchdown in the history of the NFL. This is Saquon Barkley going up for a dunk. Look at this. Do you remember who the fuck was doing that game? Did you hear that? This looks like Spud Webb in the ABA (laughs) dunk contest. Just like, okay, dude. Like, God, dude. Saquon Barkley needs to get with a padding company and release a a line of knee pads. He would be making millions right now. (laughs) Millions. So New York scores. Makes it 32-28. Um, and it looks like they're gonna it looks like they're gonna escape with this one, especially because on the first play from scrimmage when Dallas gets the ball back, uh Dak hits Amari, who gets he tries to make a spin move and he gets hit in the back when he's blind. Uh, and he fumbles the ball. It's recovered by New York. Um now the defense would stand tall here. Uh Jalen Smith stuck Saquon Barkley for a two yard gain, then he tried to go. They tried to go Saquon again on second down, no gain, uh, and then he went up the middle again. And Karan Reed hit him for a two-yard loss. So uh, three Saquon Barkley touches for a grand total of zero yards there, uh, and they would kick a field goal. Um, so that makes the game thirty-five twenty-eight. Good stop by the defense. After great stop by the defense, especially with almost all backup players in there. I mean, the guys making the tackles on these plays. I mean, you have one by Jalen Smith, but then it's Wilson and Charlton and Karan Reed. So that's your your third string is in there. Um, to quote the uh, Giants or the Cowboys running back coach, "Bum ass Giants, we ain't even playing nobody. Quit celebrating." So. Dallas gets the ball back with two minutes and 35 seconds to go. Um, And it's, you know, this is Dak Prescott's chance to show the world he's got the clutch gene, the Mickey Mantle gene, as they call it. Um, So first and 10, tries to go to Cooper. Uh, That is incomplete. Uh, But then on second and 10, he goes deep to Jarwin over the middle for 30 yards. Jarwin just had himself a day, man. Just nine catches. Like, I think it's 117 yards. Three TDs, baby. Three TDs, great day for him. Um, first and 10 for New York, 40. Rod Smith gets six. Uh, second and four, uh, Dak tries to throw to Amari Cooper. That is incomplete. Um, third and four, Dak does hit Cooper for seven yards. First and 10 from the New York 27. Um, this is the one that hurts, man. Yeah, Amari Cooper absolutely destroys his guy on this route in classic Amari Cooper fashion and Dak just misses him. I don't Boy, know if you could have thrown this you could have thrown this anywhere in the ocean and had it completed yeah. just about he he literally has to throw about 15 yards to the right of where it needs to go in order for this not to be a gimme touchdown. Um and I said at the time I was like that's it that is, that was the game. You're not going to get that many of those. Um what I do like about these kind of plays is that you put these on tape, it forces like a team like Seattle when they're watching tape, they're going to be like, well, we can't count on them to mess that up. So we're going to have to, you know, account for that. Um, on second and 10 from the New-, from New York 27, Dak tries to go to Jarwin. He misses that. Uh, third and 10 tries to go to Michael Gallup. That is incomplete. And then on fourth and 10, they're going to go for it. Uh, but there is a false start on Cameron Fleming, who's in the game. So fourth and 15 from the New York 32 with a minute 12 to go. It all comes down to this. Uh, Dak Prescott snaps the ball. He 
feels some pressure on his left side. He rolls out immediate pressure. Yeah. Just there's no blocking here. Um, he does a classic Romo esque spin move comes out and he's got an open running lane, but he sees something he likes deep. He chucks it into the end zone. And honestly, at the very last second, Cole Beasley comes open. He makes a diving catch. Yeah. Um, he threw him open threw it to where it had to be. It was, it was a nasty throws and disgusting catch. It's definitely the catch of Cole Beasley's career. Um, and it looks like it's out of bounds. It looks like it's too far. They Again. call it out of bounds on the field. You know, the announcers call it out of bounds. The Giants are celebrating. Um, but as they show the replay, we see that Cole Beasley gets a knee down. And uh, one knee is worth two feet uh, in the someone NFL. Should have, someone should have told that to Dez. No kidding. So, um, d- so this is a touchdown. Uh, and the Cowboys are now down one point, and they can kick a field goal and go to overtime. But Jason Garrett elects to win this game right now in regulation. Yeah, you don't want to go to OT with a meaningless game. So. Correct. So they snap the ball. Dak rolls out to the right. They do a little fake with uh, There's Tavon a lot of motion here. And like it. Um, it looked like the original throw was supposed to be to Rod. Coming running kind of with Dak like a little shovel and was completely covered. So Dak just keeps the play alive. And Michael Gallup from all the way on the other side of the field um, comes across, man, and Dak delivers right at him. Yep. Two point conversion is good. Cowboys go up 35 36. And that would be the final score of the game. There was one more, um, there was a, a taunting penalty. On this yeah. touchdown. So they got great field. They got position. great field position. Maher kicked a 66-yard kickoff, but Cody Latimer returned it 34 yards, so they got to start on their own 48. Um, they really just needed to get this ball, like, probably 10 yards, 12 yards for Rosas. He has got great range. Um, but four straight incompletions by uh, Eli Manning. Um, the last of which was great coverage by Anthony Brown. He got his hand in there. He knocked the ball down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Cowboys win this game 36-35. They roll into the playoffs with good momentum, no serious injuries, and double-digit wins. So, man, couldn't ask for much more than this one, Ben. No, you couldn't have. And Dak was probably – I know people were surprised he played all game. I'm glad he did because if anyone needed to get more in a rhythm, I – Guess it was him. You know, Cole Beasley had a nice game, six for ninety-four. Obviously, Jarwin emerged, um, and then you had Dak with maybe his best game. I mean, twenty-seven for forty-four, three eighty-seven, four TDs, no picks, um, one hundred and twenty rating. Yeah, monster game from and, him. And and this is without you know his two best linemen, without Zeke Elliott. I mean, he didn't get much help from the rushing game. Twenty-two touches total for fifty-one rushing yards and one touchdown. Um, the longest rush of the day was Rod Smith going for 13 yards. Um, so Dak really delivered in this game, man. And, uh, and I think what was most impressive, honestly, was obviously the red zone stuff. Um, this is a team that has just been totally snake bit in the red zone. And he managed to absolutely demolish the Giants on multiple occasions uh, using the tight end. And that's what you want to see going into the playoffs. Yeah, big game. Um, obviously, the defense, a lot of people were held out. I mean, you can't rest everybody, so a lot of starters did play. Um, but Tank obviously came out after he got his sack fumble. Um, you know, they didn't look great. It was actually the most points we've given up all year to a team. But um, I'm hoping most of that residue is, is off of them come game time. And now – uh, the playoffs are set, Andy. We kind of already predicted weeks ago who we were going to play. Um, it has come to fruition. So Saturday night on January – what is it? Seventh. Fifth. Oh, yeah. We're, ooh, we're already that close. January 5th, three days from now, the Dallas Cowboys will host, and that is very important, will host the Seattle Seahawks. It's a big game. Um, we did play the Seahawks earlier this year. They beat us down pretty good. Um, this, they're playing with, they're a very different team. We're a very different team. Yeah. I saw we were three and five and we finished 10 and six. They were four and five and they finished, I think 10 and six as well. Yep. Um, so both teams played really well to end the game. If you talk to Seattle people, they think their team's way better than they were. And they already beat us Dallas. We already know 
were way different. Obviously, the Amari Cooper trade happened after the game in Seattle. Um, There's a whole bunch of differences here. One, all their big losses this year came on the road. They're a much better home team. We played them at home the first time around. Um, the first time we played them, we were still kind of figuring out receiver snap counts and everything. I mean, just the rotation. Yep. Um, Jeff Swain was the leading receiver in that game. Uh, LVE had not yet become a starter on this team. Um, the defense had not really stepped up to where it eventually would. I think the pinnacle of the defense being the, the New Orleans game. Um, you were seeing uh, Xavier Woods make his first start at safety during the Seattle game. Byron Jones making only his third start uh, at cornerback. Uh, so change certainly the Amari trade changed the entire composition of the offense. Um, so this is this will be a very different game than the one we saw uh, the first time around. A big one I think that will severely affect this game is that I think one of the deciding factors in that first game was that the Seahawks had, who at the time was the best safety in football. Um, Earl Thomas had two interceptions against Dallas, uh, one of which you know was probably like one of the more decisive plays of the game. And Earl Thomas is is not suiting up on Saturday night. So it will be up to K.J. Wright and Bobby Wagner to lead that defense. Um, I would say that they're probably a hair better than us at the linebacker position. And I would take our front four. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring that up. Bobby Wagner, probably the best linebacker in football this season. Um, yeah. Certainly on the short list. That guy's a, a monster I think a big – we'll just get into to kind of our keys for success. We'll preview this. But Dallas offense for Seattle defense will do that first. Um, you have to start their defense with Bobby Wagner. We mentioned the first time we did this pod. He's the middle linebacker. He's everything you want in a linebacker. He's a tackle machine, calls all their plays. And you better be running some type of trap play or get some guards – out to the second level because if you let that guy come unimpeded to the football, as good as Zeke is, he's at least making a play. He's getting there. Yep. So you cannot let him just dictate and cut off your run game. Um, he's really their biggest name. You know, they still have um, – who's their D-line? Is it Michael Bennett still their, their guy? Yeah, Michael Bennett. Um, oh, it's Frank Clark, I think, their, their yeah. best rusher. And then K.J. Wright's not a bad not a bad player. Um, mm-hmm. Flowers has played well in their secondary – um, so they've, they've got some guys. Um, it's not the Seattle team of old. We're not talking about the Legion of boom here. No. Um, but Russell Wilson is a tremendous talent on the offensive side. You know, I yeah, watched them. You want to go ahead and flip there? Yeah. Um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, Chris Carson has played really. Time we play Russell Wilson can certainly dice you up really, really well. Get contain him inside the pocket um you know i've watched some seattle games this year where doug baldwin and tyler lockett just make some absolute stupid circus catches on very good dbs uh so if you want to beat them you have to keep them from being able to do that um but i like this matchup ben i really do i think that um playing a team they've seen before is an advantage i think playing at home versus playing in seattle is a big advantage um like I said, I think them missing Earl Thomas will be a big difference in this game. Um, and I think Zeke's ready to go. You know, he had a week to rest to kind of heal up from a long season of a lot of carries. Um, the line should be in good shape with Tyron and Zach getting to rest. Um, so we're we're going to give them RA game. They're going to get there. We're going to get theirs, and we're going to see who's better. I'm I'm excited for the game. Yeah, me too. Russell Wilson is the biggest X factor probably in this game. Um, he had another phenomenal season, 35 touchdowns to just seven picks. That's a five-to-one PD ratio. Um, he's very good. He doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. He obviously – I said this, and you kind of asked. I still think – I mean, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Sure. He's, he's very, very good. Um, their O-line is not, though, and when we played them, their O-line dictated things. We didn't get any sacks on Wilson, I think, that game. Um, and Chris Carson was one of only two guys all season to rush for an individual or three guys, I guess. Now that Barkley did it to rush for a hundred yards. So you can't allow that to happen. You can't allow Russell to be able to 
get away from pressure because he will make you pay. He's a lot like Dak where they start games slow, but damn, you don't want it in close fourth quarter with that guy. Agreed. So, Ben, what is your prediction for this, the Dallas Cowboys' first playoff game covered by Boys Will Be Boys? We opened, I think, as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and now see it at two. So we do have a little bit of the love from Vegas right now, um, but essentially a toss-up game. I think at home, much I like this a lot more than the road. Obviously, Seattle's a very different team in Seattle. They can beat anybody in Seattle. They beat KC up there just a couple weeks ago. They beat Minnesota, effectively knocking Minnesota out a couple weeks ago. Um, but on the road, they're three and five this year ago. Or no, so they're four and four. We're seven and one at home. I really think that's the ultimate difference. Seattle's just not the same team at home. And uh, I think we get a playoff win. I really do. I, I think it's going to be an absolute battle. I don't think we're capable of pulling away from Seattle. Um, so I'm going to go 24-21. Very nice. Uh, I'm in a similar boat. Um, I don't expect Dallas to run anyone out of the building. Um, but I think if the defense shows up and play, plays the way they're capable of, I don't expect us to get run out of the building either. Um, I'm, I'm putting this one at 21-17, Dallas Cowboys. Um, and, man, I hope we get to come back next week and do a podcast about us going to the divisional round. Ugh, that would be wild after this year. I mean, what a ride. To be oh, honest. yeah, most definitely. I mean, when this team was three and five, if you had told me like, hey, no, they're going to end up being 10 and six, they're going to go to the playoffs, I would have laughed in your face. And then if you told me that a big catalyst for that would be we were trading a first round pick for Amari Cooper, I would have been pissed. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a crazy season the second half. You know, we've only lost. <sighs> What now? One of our last eight games. Yeah. Yep. And Outside of was, the indie game, it's been straight wins. So I really think they're coming to their own. They're playing as good as anybody. A lot of the teams at the top have had uh, just uglier ends to the season. Everyone outside about the Bears. Um, so we'll see, man. I mean, we're, we're the four seed. I think they picked us as the fourth favorite to win the NFC. So that makes about sense. Um, I really just want to get a win. Um, I did get this question posed to me, Andy, if you want to broad or uh, uh, seg into the next little bit. Um, fan question I got, and I'll pose to you first, is, and this was a couple weeks ago, so it's faded, but I just want to know what you think in general. We'll try to expand it to the playoffs. If, would you have rather seen the Cowboys miss out on the playoffs and have Jason and Scott fired or make it knowing that you're going to be stuck to Jason for a while. That's tough. You know, as the season's gone on, my anger is really focused on Scott and I have less issue with Jason. Me too. Um, if, if we can get rid of Scott, regardless of how we do, then I'm, then I want this. Um, I always want to see the team win. I do too. You got to first, but uh, I think playoffs are so rare. Yeah, in the NFL, unless you're have a I mean, generational are, I mean, quarterback. I mean, we we have made the playoffs more than any other franchise in the history of the league, despite only being a team since the seventies. But you know, oh, who's, yeah. count, who's really counting? Who's really <laughs> yeah. counting? You know, right. No big deal. No big deal. Hey, you know what's sad? Okay, Cowboys thirty three. This is our thirty third trip to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Five Super Bowls. The Minnesota Vikings have 29 playoff appearances, no championships. That's pretty brutal. I mean, we don't have one in 20 years, but, you know, it is what it is, 25 years almost. Um, I don't know if we get it this year. You know, maybe as we get more hyped, we'll get there. Um, I certainly, you know, to answer that question, but I think you got to cherish these these years of playoff and at the end of the day get guys like Dak and Zeke and – whoever's going to be around long-term, this playoff experience. Um, not everyone excels their first couple years doing this in the playoffs. So I think you need these games. You're going to play a really battle-tested Seattle team that certainly not the team they were five, six, four years ago. But I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I think, I think you know, you'll live with Jason and, and what he does. And if you got to have a Marvin Lewis treatment on the guy – 
you know, there's worse things than making the playoffs. Definitely agreed. So, man, I'm stoked for this game. We will be back uh, next week with a little recap of this game. Win or lose could be a very sad end to the season. It could be a joyous preparation for the divisional round. Only time will tell. Um, So, Ben, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, just happy new year to the pod. Fuck Philly, who made the playoffs again. Y'all are a bunch of bums. Hope you get washed by the Bears. By all means, win as many games as you want, because we'll just beat you a third time in the NFC title game. So, is what it is, That'd be nuts. Oh, man. That would be the biggest Cowboys-Eagles game in years. Geek! Let's do it. All right, so... 715 Central Standard Times at Cowboys versus Seattle Seahawks in Jerry World. Make sure to watch that star. We'll be uh we'll be pretty stoked. We'll be back next week with a recap of that game. As always, this has been Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Honey deep when I roll like the army Get my bottles, these bottles are lonely It's a moment when I show up, God, I'm saying wow Honey bands in my pocket, it's on me Yeah, your grandma more